Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Following is an Auburn Network production. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Thursday edition of The Drive. I think I'm about caught back up and know what day it is. It's tough because Dan was here one day and then gone the rest of the week with uh, women's basketball, Troy women's basketball, uh, and classes haven't started at the university, thank goodness. They, they start next it's Wednesday. 10, right? yeah. Start next Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but it, it is the Thursday drive. That was the voice of Brian Matthews. And you'd go, wait, it's Monday. If I'm hearing Brian. Thank God, no. it's not Monday. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that. Um, yeah, it has been one of those weeks, obviously, with New Year's on Monday. Everything got shuffled up a little bit, but pleased that uh, Brian able to make it in here and help me out here on the Thursday edition of The Drive. How you doing, B-Matt? I'm doing good, and um, going to be an interesting few days, I think. Uh, transfer portaling and then a really, really big basketball game up in Fayetteville. I think the next few days could be really interesting. I mean, Auburn's got – some visitors on campus. They've had, they they had one come and go yesterday. They've had a couple more at least today, and there I would imagine will be some more. And these are transfer portal guys. Yes, because still uh, dead period. Dead period for high school and junior college players yes. until next weekend. Yes, because the coaching clinic is next week, Woo-hoo. and that is uh, that's generally when you're gonna. You're going to find out some more uh, changes Movement. in coaching staffs all across the country. True. Very true. Yep. So, I mean, there, there, is, there is a busy time. Not that it hasn't been sort of crazy already with, with uh, bowl games and transfer portal and recruiting and basketball as we get ready for SEC play, conference play. So, yes, there is a lot going on, and we will we'll talk about it. We'd love for you to join in here on the uh, Thursday Drive. You can do so by calling the Drive Hotline, presented by Skybar, that number, 334-321-1390. Or you can text us on the Drive text box, which is brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, who also sponsor the podcasts of the Drive. And the uh, the text number, 334-564-1840. Uh, so, so, yeah, Brian, where do you want to start? I mean, there's, there has been a lot since the last time... We had you on the show. I mean, it was uh, you know it was before Christmas, so I mean we've had, uh, I guess we had you before. Was it before the signing day period? I think so. Yeah, I don't think I've talked about wow uh, great signing period. Yeah, anyway. because I and, and and what an outstanding class Hugh Freeze and staff brought in in the still calling it they it, it's still called the early signing period. It is, it is the main signing period it is. now but an outstanding class that was brought in by, by the staff. It is the most important thing that you, Freeze, and his staff needed to get done over the first 13 months uh, in, in charge of Auburn, 
and they got it done. They got Auburn the number e- eight even, class in the country. Yeah, I was going to say probably a little better than we would have expected a few months yeah. ago. Yep, and um, got a chance to move up um, even farther if they can flip Ryan Williams. Uh, February, is it ninth? Ninth, ninth yes. Yeah, will be his decision day, and he is going to visit Auburn there, uh, I guess, the weekend before that. Mm-hmm. Or, or yeah, which would be the weekend, the, the last weekend, the weekend of February 3rd, 4th, whatever, yeah. like that. Uh, the ninth is, is Wednesday, so uh, so the 4th would be that Friday, that, the, that weekend of the 4th, 5th, 6th will be his final visit, and that will be to Auburn. Yep. February 9th is actually Friday, so it's three days. Oh, that's, after right, that's, right, that's right. That's right. That's right. Because the signing period starts Wednesday, yep. the seventh. So yeah, I was I was right. I was actually second. I was thinking the weekend of second, and third, something like that. Uh, but but you're right. So that that would be when Auburn gets to host Ryan Williams. Yep. And the good thing is, I mean, since he didn't sign in the early signing period, as long as he makes it in, you you've got a. Uh, you've got the last shot there before he signs. Yes, you do. And he's visited Auburn a number of times. The staff, including uh, Marcus Davis, you uh, Freeze, all those guys have done a great job building a relationship with him. And, I mean, I'm still going to say I think Auburn has a pretty good chance to flip him. So we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Not yeah, he promises. I but. mean, I, I'm still, uh, you know, he's committed to Alabama, so I'll still feel like it's yeah. probably Alabama, but Auburn's got a shot. No question about that. Uh, so, so yes, we can we can talk a little. If you want to ask Brian some questions about uh, some of the some of the signees, I mean, Ryan Williams is the main. If I wouldn't say he's the only, only one that only big guy we know of. We know of right, right now. I, I would think Auburn would still be keeping an eye in case some uh, some some of the big ugly some some linemen that they felt yeah. really had potential popped up that they could get in on. But other than that, I think the main focus now uh, and and from now, especially here over the next week or so, is going to be right. transfer portal with classes starting Wednesday. Yeah, you'd love to get everything settled by then, if possible, or close to settled. It doesn't mean players can't start on the 12th or the 14th. Oh, or no, whatever, no. But. but, I mean, you'd like to try to get them in and see if you, you know, because you don't want, once once classes have been going on, you know, for a week or so, when you when you hit the seventeenth or so, maybe the nineteenth, um, it's going to be very difficult to get in get in school, get in class, exactly. and be able to go through spring practice. Yeah. And that is the that is critical. I, I think for you, Freeze, too, he wants to get this roster as settled as possible before the start of spring semester, before the start of winter workouts, mm-hmm. before spring practice, so he can really work on that team building. You heard him talk a little bit about this. Uh, during his um, the start of the press conference to start um, uh, bowl practice, the ones after the games or, or right before, just how important it was to you know do a better job. I think building a team um, in this second time through, uh, you know, his second second team. But you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. And not have as many individual stuff going on. I think he felt like there, that was part of uh, last year's group. Yeah, and and it. I mean, he has talked about it. Other coaches have talked about this, and and we have as well. How the I mean, there's so much overlap. There's so many different things going on. So many um, balls you're having to juggle um, that that it's crazy uh, at this time now. And right now, we don't know of any solution. That doesn't you know. Hopefully, there will be some at some point. But right now, you've got to do you know you, you've got to do a little bit of everything. You've got to be handling it all. I thought it was interesting that that he talked about uh, he was disappointed in the job that he'd done other than 
recruiting high school players. Yeah. And uh, you can see that just in the results. Um, Auburn contacted a lot of players early on. They scheduled some visits, but it basically came down to first come, first serve right. in a lot of situations. And the great job that Freeze does in recruiting high school players by developing those long-term relationships with them and their families, it's just kind of the opposite of what happens in the portal. And that's just something they're going to have to adjust to a little bit because it's just strike. It's like a, a quick strike thing. It's not, it's not, you don't have a chance really to sit down with them uh, over a long period of time to get to know them very well. You've got to kind of make um, a quick decision on, on if they fit into your program character-wise and athletics-wise and, and then go for it. You know, I, yeah, I was talking with uh, somebody a little earlier today about that, and it's, uh, it's a situation where most, I mean, the guys in the portal, they've been through it. I mean, and a lot of them been through – uh, you know, being wooed by multiple schools, making the five visits. These guys aren't in it nope. for the visits. It's like, what's the best thing for me? The 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 fastest that I can find it. Yep. And like, uh, all right, what's your what's wh- how do I fit into the program? How do I fit into the depth chart? And then you know, is it going to be worth my while? Yeah. How much money? How yeah. much money? Offer? But I mean, yeah. all all those things are yeah. factors. Yeah. And if somebody says. Hey, here's where it is. Here's where you fit in, and we'll make it worth your while. We'll, we'll, you know, then boom, that's it. They're not going to worry about making other visits. It's yep. not the same as the, you know, the high schoolers that that really haven't had that experience, haven't traveled to different places. These guys are more. I mean, even though some of them may just be uh, may just be in their uh, second year, second or third year. They've still traveled a whole lot more than these other guys with teams. They understand yeah. what's going on. They don't need all that. They, they don't need to be wooed. They hear things. Yeah. They, it's yeah. like, okay, uh, it's it's more black and white. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Bam, 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 let's do it. And Auburn looks like uh, that they've got a couple of guys that are in today mm-hmm. that I think uh, they've got the first shot at, which is good. And, and let me say this. The portal is not like high school recruiting in the fact that if you miss out on the guy early, it doesn't mean there couldn't be a better guy that hops into the portal the next day or True. a week later or two weeks later. Yeah, with, with high school recruiting, it is what it is. You know who the prospects right. are. There's not going to be all of a sudden magically another prospect. Now you have Ryan Williams and guys like that can, mm-hmm. that can reclassify, but everybody already knows them anyway. They've known about them right. and are recruiting them for next year. Now, for instance, uh, Diego Pounds, the offensive tackle from North Carolina, just got into the portal uh, earlier today, a few hours ago. I don't know if Auburn's going to target him or not, but he could fit that need at left tackle that Auburn wants to do, and he could be one of the best ones in the portal. Yeah, it could be better than a lot of people that have been in there that people have been already, lamenting that you lost out right, on. Right, so you got to keep everything in perspective and, is, and, and not necessarily, I don't want to say lose your mind, but don't get too upset over how it's going because you don't know how it's going to end yet, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. just wait and see how it works out. There, there's... It's true that Auburn hasn't done a great job during the first portion. So of far, it. right? But, but it's not over, and it's not like it's not like the uh, the cupboard's bare. Right. You're not pick, not necessarily picking up scraps. You could end up. I mean, I thought right. Auburn picked up some scraps in last year's portal. To be honest, well, they yeah they, <laughs> they well it got out. to the point where they really had to have some numbers. They needed some needed yeah. some more bodies, and yeah. that's what they got. But today, um, let's see, Rico Walker, the tight end out of Maryland. Um, whose dad played at Auburn. Yes, Ricardo Walker played back in the 90s, yep. I believe. Yeah, late 90s. Yep. Um, that was a – the Pat Dye era through the early 90s was a great time for Auburn defensive linemen, but we oh, can get into right. that another time. But, oh, right. Uh, he is here. He was Maryland's top-rated signee in the 20, 
23. Last year. Yeah, 23 class. Just last year. Yep. I mean, he is. Uh, he, he was a very highly touted mm-hmm. tight end. And uh, also a good defensive player, too. Yes. Not surprisingly. So I think he is still here. I think he arrived. Uh, some of these I'm not Yeah, sure. Auburn recruited him some a year yeah. ago, but he wound up at Maryland. Yeah. And Auburn needs a young athletic tight end. Mm-hmm. They tried to get one through uh, high school recruiting. Right. It didn't work out for various reasons. So this is now a shot to get a, a young guy who could – at some point, be a stretch of the field receiving tight end, not a H-back blocking dude. You know, you wanted to be able to do both, but uh, I think Auburn really needs uh, a stretch of the field tap tight end. He has potential to be. Um, Isaiah Rakes from Texas A&M. Now he's I think a, he's he's a, a nose guy. He's, he's, a, he's a zero. He, he? he is, and I think Auburn needs um, needs one. Justin Rogers is moving on to the NFL. We're has expecting. He, oh, okay, well, I was going to say I, – I, I hadn't heard that officially. I've well, been expecting it, but yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't said anything right, yet. But I right. think everybody's pretty much knows. Or and that leaves that leaves Jason Jones is the only guy who has any experience at right. all there. And then you got uh, Bobby J- uh, Jameson Travis, right? Who could play nose? Probably could be, be D tackle, right. but he needs to have a great offseason. Yes, right. And he may, he may, but you you can't depend on that to be your hey, starter. Or whatever. Honestly, I am. I am. Much more concerned about the defensive front right now than I am just about any position. I think that's fair. Yeah, I, I think the secondary is a concern. You know, with the experience, it is. But I think there, I think there's some numbers and talent there. But you're right; it's experience they're lacking. Yep. And then, um, so uh, Isaiah, like you said, I, f- I feel like he could compete for the starting job, but nose nose tackle if he if he was to pick Auburn. I think Auburn's in really good shape, and we may have some news on that front fairly soon. I don't know how soon, but fairly soon. Yeah, because he canceled his. He was going to be visiting another school today. Was it? Was it Mississippi State? Was it Arkansas? It was, it was another school today. He's from Texas A and M. Yes, I believe he's still going to visit. Uh, is he visiting USC? Maybe we'll see. Okay, but but I mean that's the other school that had been involved. Yeah. Um. So I mean, but he's already canceled one visit, and that's good. Yeah. That's usually good news. That's usually a sign that uh, that he's thinking very hard about the place he just left. Yeah. And um, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. But yeah, I was going to leave this one to you. The Tomiwa Duraje from maybe, West Virginia. Maybe he can play defensive tackle. Tomiwa, Tomiwa, yeah, I wasn't Tomiwa sure. sounds better. Yeah, that, I, I, bet that's I don't right. know. But he can play defensive tackle. He's a pretty quick, athletic dude. That's exactly what Auburn needs at that tackle spot. I feel like saw a little. See, I saw a little film of him at defensive end. Uh, mm-hmm. Not too bad. And mm-hmm. I, I think he's listed when you look him up. Uh, he was listed at some places in the 250s, but I, I believe West Virginia, West, West Virginia had him listed at 278. Yeah, he's closer to 280. And, um, you know, 285 would be great if he could put yeah. on a few more, but we'll, we'll see. But Auburn desperately needs a starting defensive tackle. Yep. Because at that position right now, you got um, uh, DJ Reed, the redshirt freshman. You got – well, I guess I guess Zeke could Zeke, play, Zeke could play there. Could play uh, the end and, or and, the tackle. And, and uh, Keldrick is going to play somewhere. Is he going to grow into a tackle? Is he going to stay? I think he's got to be. I in? think he's got to be a strong side end at least next year, right? There's just nobody else guess. on the team, and maybe behind him, you're you're slotting in possibly a true freshman right now. Yeah, and um, Amaris Williams, Williams, who is a really good player. That may be okay. That may work out all right. But Auburn's defensive line needs starters. They need depth, mm-hmm. and those two guys would be a great addition. Uh, a great help at that position. Yeah, and then Auburn's got a uh, – uh, is, is the tie, is the uh, corner from Toledo still in? I believe he is still there. I, I believe he arrived today. Yeah, I thought I know so. I, saw, I was over there today. I saw him, uh, you know, doing some different things. But R.J. Delancey, 
Uh, I think he's a cornerback. Yeah, I believe he is. He played cor- yeah, he played corner this past year in yeah. Toledo. One of the one of the more highly rated corners. Toledo had two of the two of the top, I believe, the top two group of five corners in the country by PFF were the wow. Toledo corners. Okay. He was number two in the country. That's impressive. Power, uh, I, I, didn't, I did not realize yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, he is a he is a true corner. And he's got decent size. So Auburn, I think, has a chance to make some big moves in the portal here. Uh, and then we'll see what happens at quarterback. I think Auburn, if the right person was to jump into the portal, they could make a move there. Um, and uh, left tackle is another position that they'd love to fill. Sure. Just a guy that can come in and start for maybe a year or maybe two and allow uh, Dylan Wade to move to guard and just get Auburn one more year um, going to get some of these younger guys that they're starting to recruit ready to go, right? I, you know, I think um, uh, Tyler Johnson is a, is a big tackle they signed in the 23 mm-hmm. class who I think has a, a really a, a lot of potential. But I don't know that he's ready to start this fall. Maybe he will be. Yeah, and then, I mean, you've got Dylan Senda, who's another guy yep. that's got four years of eligibility. Yep. So. And, you know, uh, fa- I think it's Favor Edwin. I think that's how you yes. He, um, you know, he's a developmental guy. He's going to be two or three years, but you know, you want to set him up where he can maybe back up Tyler Johnson and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and you know, take his time developing and, and turn it into a starter, starting type of uh, young man there at left tackle potentially. And then um, I think DeAndre Carter is going to be a really good player for Auburn as a guard, um, but you don't want to rely on him to have to start no. as a freshman necessarily, although maybe he could play right away if he's good enough uh, and maybe start the next year. But um I think they're starting. You got to remember Seth, uh, uh, Seth Wilfred. Uh, Seth Wilford, who they signed out junior college, has got the same el- eligibility as um, uh, any uh, player. Yeah, he's got three years, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, four to play three. So mm-hmm. uh, he ju- he'd just be like a true sophomore, um, right? You know, so he'd be like he came in the twenty three class. So he's still a young guy too. So they they're starting to build out this offensive lineman where you're having depth, you're having starters with experience. And you're having guys in the sophomore, freshman, junior, and senior classes. Brian Matthews, MarburnSports.com, with me here in the studio today. It's Bill and Brian, Drew at the controls. Love for you to join in. A uh, reminder that coming up at 5:30, we'll have our weekly Tiger Takes visit with Dylan Cardwell as the Tigers get ready to open SEC play at Arkansas on Saturday. Love for you to join in. We're just underway here on the Thursday Drive. With Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Hello. Welcome back into the drive here on this Thursday afternoon. It is uh, Bill and Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com and Drew at the controls. And let's get to the uh, drive hotline sponsored by Skybar and Dak gets us going. Hey, Dak. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing today? Pretty good. Good, good. Yeah, I think our I think our chances may be upped a little bit on Ryan Williams uh, with the fact that the receivers coach for Alabama went to a and It doesn't hurt. Um, it doesn't hurt. Uh, of course, now we have to worry about them trying to flip Coleman. And uh, and trying to get Williams to Texas A and M, but I don't think that's that's going to happen. Well, but, the the good thing I, the good thing is Cam is signed. Yeah, he's signed. That's true. That's true. Uh, but yeah, I think I think I think we got an excellent shot of flipping him. Uh, I really do. Um, 
I, I ran into his dad not too long ago, and of course, you know, I, I don't, I don't pressure him, but I can just tell uh, by the way the conversation went that that we do have a good shot at flipping him. I really, I really believe that. It's going to be a really interesting. I guarantee it's going to be an interesting few days there in early yes. February, since he's not signing on signing day. Yeah. People are going to be losing their minds. Okay. Every every little right. thing that they hear oh, from from whoever they know that's got a cousin or something that uh, has ever been through Sarah Land is going to be given given there, a little There are going to be thousands of posts on message boards you about know it. Auburn has no chance or Auburn's got him. Or, They've got him. Oh, where did yeah. he go? He's yeah. disappeared. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. Kind of sure. crazy. Yeah. Hey, on another topic, guys, that I listened to on Get Up this morning. I don't know if y'all heard about it, but. Uh, Herb Street and, and uh, Mike Greenberg was talking about the Rose Bowl and just how how it's the number one facility for the national championship and all that. Did y'all hear that? No, I didn't. Oh, I, and that's I, would, uh, yeah. I mean, it was really cool to go there and uh, you know well, see that that time. Yeah. But no, it is not the number well, one facility. And, and I tried to get in on the. I tried to get in, but I never got picked up this morning. But yeah, they went on and on, and they were selling it. It, it is the best place for college football national championship game. They want it. They're pushing it to be the permanent site. And I, I wanted, I wanted to call in. So I mean, I tried, but I didn't get picked up. But it is the awfulest place. It's the most expensive place. And I, you know, we can sit here and talk about all day the parking. Yeah, well, you drive, you drive through neighborhoods, and all of a sudden there you are, and it's like. They didn't know anything about tailgating or anything yeah. there, and I mean, oh, well, like I said, it was a, it was a cool it was cool to see the mountains and everything, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, they, 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 like like somebody was saying the other day, there are no aisles either. I mean, you have to walk halfway around the stadium to get in or out. You have to go to the restroom or buy concessions. You have to go outside the stadium. Yeah. And you walk along the little paths and along creeks and bridges. and I mean, yeah, some of that's cool, but that's not the ultimate site for college football. And look, half half the grass on the field is painted. I mean, it's not grass. It's dirt and painted green. That's true. It was was better than the turf in Phoenix, though. Yeah. Yeah. But the the biggest thing is how they do you on parking, man. You know, they help you park. But after that game, you're on your own, buddy. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Getting off that golf course. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they're, but they're pushing for it, man. They went on and on about how great it's the best facility, and I was about to blow my top, man. Nah, you know, I mean, I mean, obviously we're we're from the south, but I mean, I think, you know, I, I'd I'd much rather be in you know New Orleans or. Uh, oh, no doubt. Uh, I mean, Atlanta. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, as but, far as getting yeah. in, getting out, being able to park and. Yeah, right. I, well, I've I, been three times. I've been three times, and not one time has anything improved. It's 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 the same from twenty years ago to eight years ago. You know, I mean, it, it's just unreal how they don't do anything to improve it. Uh, and they sell that shot at the front of it. You know, where it says Rose Bowl right. is a, is a pretty shot. Oh, it is. That front of it is it. Yep. Anyway, guys, y'all have a good one. Appreciate it, Jack. First of all, uh, Kirk, Kirk Herbstreet is a shill for corporate um, football and, oh, and college football, and I don't listen to a word he says, and I would recommend you don't either. No, no offense to all his big fans out there. And secondly, he's from Big Ten. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's a Big Ten guy, and yeah. why wouldn't he want 
the, the Rose Bowl. But Secondly, the Rose Bowl has been the biggest thing holding college football back, in my opinion. It is the reason why you had to stay up past Everybody has to bow to the Rose Bowl. We had, to, we had to have an 8 o'clock start, to watch. so the game has to last until nearly midnight. Right, and, and on the East Coast, after midnight, yeah. uh, to watch you know a, a great finish. It was a, a great, great finish. Match, to a great game, but there's no reason for it to be on that late. No, it's no ridiculous. kidding. Not I mean, because, the because they don't want it any earlier than a certain time on the West Coast. Right. You don't right. want it because, to start before 6 o'clock on the West Coast. Because the Rose Bowl wants the uh, sunset in the third quarter, at the end of the third quarter, whatever, yeah. whatever it is, for their TV shot or whatever. It's just, it is absolutely ridiculous that um, uh, the SEC and the Big Ten and all these conferences have bowed down to the Rose Bowl and what they want and uh, what certain officials in the NCAA want when it comes to the college football uh, playoffs and such, but it looks like we're finally starting to move away from that in some ways, you know, with the 12 team playoff now. Probably would have been here a year earlier if it wasn't for the Rose Bowl and for the um, the dumb alliance at the Pac-12. Oh, yeah. And them have. You know, I, I would uh, I wouldn't mind if the Rose Bowl just it can stay New Year's Day, but just not New Year's, not New Year's night. Yeah. Just stay New Year's late afternoon. It could be, you know, it could start at uh, – one o'clock out there, which is four o'clock on the East Coast, which would be fine. And I'd like the Sugar Bowl to go back to New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, uh, and, you know, that's the, the way it used to be. It was, it was sort of cool. That was the night, the the, the Sugar Bowl. You had the Orange Bowl was the one that mm-hmm. was was more the New Year's Night game. Yep, was it the was. Orange Bowl, not it the was. Rose Bowl. I think, and they have not announced like times yet for the twelve team playoff. But I think um, the playoff they're going to have games on like. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, so I don't know exactly how it works. I haven't looked at the, the days of the week and how it works out for certain weeks. Well, you'll have, you'll have four games and then four games. And four games and then two and, and then one. And then two and one. Right. So, I mean, the four, they could, they could, they could, uh, I wonder if they'd spread them out over three days. They'd probably just go, well, they may. It may go like Thursday night, Friday night, two on Saturday yep, or something be. like that. Yeah. Because you got the NFL going on right. this for sure. Yeah, that's right. So you're not going to be going. You're not. You're not going to be going. And you, I don't know that you want to have two on Friday. Maybe you could. I don't know. But I. I think that'd be cool. But yeah. just hopefully we're we're more interested in that than than we have been for a while. Yeah. But this thing with the Rose Bowl and then having a game after that is absolutely ridiculous. Oh yeah. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in. Anything you want to talk about sports wise as we continue here with the Thursday Drive. With Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Thursday Drive. Bill, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. Got Drew at the controls. Love for you to join in. You heard the number, 334-321-1390. Well, Brian, uh, I guess I guess we should uh, get your th- we should we should talk a little bit about the football game this past Saturday. Was not there was, was not pretty game? yeah, well, <laughs> wasn't much of one. Uh, from the outset. I mean from the beginning. Yeah. Well yeah. Uh, you, you got you got in town just before the game. You mm-hmm. left right after the game. <laughs> There was some work involved in there, but yeah, basically. Well, yeah. no, but I mean, you 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 uh, didn't you, you drove in? Yeah, I did. I you did drove in the morning of. Left at five forty-five. Got home at eleven forty-five. Yeah. Yep. That's, uh, That's a full day. That is a full day. It was. Uh, I mean, we'd been there for a couple of days. Had a great time. Nashville yeah. was great. Nashville is great. Stadium is great. 
It's great for media, the, the great, great seats. It uh, really the, is. I mean, a, oh, it spoils you. It yeah. really spoils you. Oh, I mean, nice. I'm sitting on the 40-yard line going, oh, yeah. wow, and, I, and we're closer to the field. I had my glasses with me, and it's like, I didn't need those. Yeah. Man, I could see so much better. I could tell where the ball was. Sadly, I could tell it a allows, lot, a lot of what was going do on. Do my job much better. Oh, uh, you're being honest. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, the the problem is there wasn't a wasn't a lot uh, positive no. to write about from Saturday. I mean, it it got out of it got out of hand early. Uh, I mean, it, the game was basically over in the first quarter. Uh, Auburn just just came out it looked totally unprepared. Flat is yep. what they looked. And the thing that amazes me about that game is Auburn held Maryland to 84 yards in the second, third, and fourth quarters combined and still got beat by double digits. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a great defensive performance for three quarters. But, wh- but they gave by, up by a, de- and, by a defense that had a lot of pieces missing. Yes. Yes. Uh, of course, I'm sure Maryland probably didn't feel like they had to do it. Yeah, as they much, didn't have still. to step on the gas as much, when they, especially considering right. they didn't have their starting quarterback, uh, you know, their starting tight end. They, they were missing some pieces too. But, uh, but, no, I mean, I think that sort of gets lost. Uh, a little bit how well the defense played after the early onslaught, but the offense just uh, could not could not get anything going. Yeah, and um, that was rough. Um, I felt like Auburn had to run the ball to have success, and they couldn't. Uh, and you know they had a plan it looked like to get Auburn receivers in one on one situations, which they did, and nobody can make a play. Right, the receivers. Struggled to get open for most of the game. They struggled with 50-50 balls. And then, you know, Peyton did not have his best game either, you know. Um, so, I thought it was a complete breakdown and, and, and the, on every and, and the, of and the offensive line did. Yeah. I mean. They had some protection did, issues. Did, yeah, didn't give any protection at all, really. But, but it starts with running the ball. They, they had to know what Maryland was going to do, which was load up the box, load the stop, box the run, stop the run. And right? they, they needed to scheme it up better and find better ways to attack that. They just, they just needed to do that first, and they didn't. How surprised were you now since my wife was there? I mean, we left. The game was over. We left. I didn't, I didn't make it into the, into the post game. How surprised were you at, at uh, Hugh's comments uh, about the game prep? Um, the game? I'm not surprised because that's like the second or third time you said it, right? Yeah. I just, I just wondered. It's a, little, it's a little different situation here because – the last week, you're right. not recruiting the same as you had been. Yep, yep. And um, I, it, 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 look, that whole situation needs to change, right? It, it did not work. Right? Oh, you're right. You're right. And, and, and I was thinking about this earlier today. Um, the characteristics I think that we have had in our, and I'm collective, our media or fans' minds about what a coach needs to be, I think is changed, yeah. Because of the transfer portal, uh, I, I mean, being a being a great recruiter and a uh, and and uh, either a very good CEO or offensive or defensive mind, sure. Uh, th- those things are still, but now you've got to you've got to be someone, and this is crazy to think, but you've got to be someone who knows what the budget of your team is for incoming players and the transfer portal as well as what your guys that you'd like to keep are going to be expecting to get. You've got to be managing. Um, you know, we've heard the term re-recruiting. I don't know. It's more than re-recruiting your players. You've got to try to keep everybody as happy as you can that wants to stay 
But then oh, you've yeah. got to know, you've really got to know what you have at your wherewithal as far as what you're going to be able, able to offer these guys that are coming in from the transfer portal. I think I think there's more, when we were talking a little while ago about uh, you know the transfer portal players and what they want, yes, they, they want to be compensated. They want to know how they fit in with the with the team and with the scheme and what the depth chart looks like. Yeah. Um, I think there's more. I think there's at least my feeling is there's more on the compensation level with transfer portal players than there is the high school players. I think almost everybody that you're trying to get has a, they've got an idea what they want. High schoolers may not know. They're just oh, they're just wondering who's gonna you know what kind of what kind of offer might I get somewhere. Right. So I mean, it's added a lot more to what you have to expect out of college coaches. Nick Saban was on uh, with uh, with McAfee today talking about talking about that. It is more difficult. He said, in his opinion, now it is much more diff- difficult to be a college football coach than it is an NFL coach because you have so many more different things. You have to be sort of the GM, I guess, unless colleges bring in GMs that are handling you know, making the deals with players and something. Maybe if the NCAA says, all right, NIL, uh, we're going to go ahead and make it all uh, above board. It's going to come in. College is going to handle it. You're going to have GMs making deals with the free agent players that are coming in and coaches trying to say, I'd like this guy or that guy. But right now the coach, the head coach, has to sort of be responsible for that as well as game planning or getting teams ready for ball games and recruiting high school and junior college players. Yeah, and um, I, I do think that process is going to change. Uh, I think we're moving toward unlimited transfers because of the lawsuits, and I think at some point we're going to have um, schools able to directly pay athletes and not even have NIL. I think um, I think if you have that, if you have that, you're probably then going to move to contracts, which would which could allow you to have players tied in for more than a year. I think that's very possible. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, uh, because well, if you because if you're going to have unlimited transfers and you're bringing the NIL in, then it makes sense to be able to offer multi-year deals. Sure, it does. But it's going to uh, yeah that, that that'll be interesting to work out how that goes. But um, because it's the only I mean, look at the professional level. There's no way that professional teams are going to say that they could survive if everybody could leave every year. Yeah. Interesting. Yes, that, that's going to be that's going to be really. Um, if you let the courts decide, it's not going to happen. So you better you better come up that's with right. some sort of that is uh, exactly agreement right. first instead of just sitting back and keep losing these court battles over and over. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Let's get back to the uh, drive hotline. And Terry is next. Hey, Terry. Hey, Bill. Ha- Brian, happy New Year to you. Thank you. Um, curious what you thought of the play of Hank Brown in the bowl game. He seems to be kind of a forgotten entity down there. Everybody's talking about Walker White coming in. He could be a guy that, that really steps forward. Now, I know Bill said yesterday he hadn't given up a paint thorn, but I think a lot of Auburn fans have because when he came to Auburn, you heard about his accuracy and decision-making. And to me, they looked awful. Now, I know the receivers weren't up to par, and the offensive line has been an issue for a long time. But I just don't think he's the guy to take us to the next level. I think he's a seven-win quarterback, and that's about it. And I just I, – I don't know. Maybe Hank Brown can take – I also think Hank Brown's going to be the guy handing off to Cobb in the future. Well – a couple of things with that. First of all, I think Hank Brown has earned himself a legitimate shot to compete for the starting job. Absolutely, he has. Uh, at the very least. Um, you know, I think you have to put everything in perspective from that game. Just if you want, just want to talk about that game. 
uh, I, I think the receivers and the offensive line all, f- all failed in, in their respective ways in a lot of ways. So it's not all on Peyton Thorne. It's 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 just spread out. I'm not saying Peyton Thorne has played a great game. Oh no, either. No, I don't and, think I don't think he, I don't think anybody could try well, to. And while I was impressed with Hank Brown, you also have to put it in perspective of it being that point in the game where the game was decided. And you know, I I, I don't like the name garbage time because that just completely eliminates discredits, what he, right, right? Which is not fair to him, but. Uh, I think you have to th- keep both things in perspective and not, you know, just go, it's definitely Hank Brown, Peyton Thorne, blah, 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 right? Uh, I think um, if it if they don't go out and get a transfer quarterback, I think that could be a competitive battle in the spring, or should be. Right. And Bill, kind of along the lines of what you were saying about the transfer portal and unlimited contracts and all that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's getting to the point where you're basically telling some of the lower-tier schools your regular season means nothing. That's really what's, that's really what's about to happen. Because the next year is going to be the Big Two, the SEC and the Big Ten. Well, I mean, how much how much is it meant really for for a lot of the lower tier schools? I agree. I agree. I totally agree. And and that sort of le- appreciate the call, Terry. Great stuff. You know that that sort of leads Brian in, into some talk that uh, that that we've had and and a lot of people have been talking about. I mean, the bowl games now, right? Um, with when when the playoff expands this next year to twelve, that decreases even more the any meaning for bowl games. There are a few teams that are excited to be there. Yep. And there are an awful lot of them that it's just like, oh crap, we got to go through practice. <laughs> we're going to go out there and get done. We're yeah. not winning any titles. You know, that type thing. Yep. And you see it more and more players opting out. Yep. Um you know, we, we've heard some people say, well, let's uh let's instead of playing bowl games in the postseason, let's use them the next year in the preseason. <laughs> maybe maybe a few of those would be interesting. Yeah, but, you know, the more I that. thought about it, I mean, some of, the, some of the matchups that we have in the bowl game, I could care less if that's a, right. that's a, that's right. a week zero game. Here, I agree with everything you said, and I'm not a big proponent of the bowls at all. But they're not going away as long as people continue to watch them and they get. And the money comes into ESPN right. for that. That's exactly right. It so. is. They, I mean, the numbers apparently yes. were sky high. Yep. You know what? The numbers aren't is the attendance. Yeah, I mean, more true. and more people. I mean, that's the thing you wonder. It's like, well, does it matter where you play them now? Because you're going to have a few fans there, but you're going to have a lot of empty seats. And Auburn did a pretty good job. There was it was a, it was a pro huge pro Auburn crowd. Yeah. But man, there were a lot of empty <laughs> seats there. It got quite fast. <laughs> but but there were a lot of empty seats there. Yeah, there were. And uh, you know, I heard people just saying, "Well, look at the great crowd." It's like that wasn't a great crowd. Mm-mm. I remember when bowl games were packed yeah. when when uh, you know I, when when Coach died when when Auburn went to the Tangerine Bowl mm-hmm. with with Bo against Doug Flutie that place was packed. Yep. Uh, of course, it was exciting because Sugar Bowl it had been it had been down. Oh yeah. Ooh. Oh, you're not kidding. You couldn't yeah. find you couldn't find there. tickets. Yep. There was a lot riding on that. There was, yes. there was more riding on that. There wasn't as much riding on the eighty uh, after the eighty two season. But it was the excitement of, oh, we're on the way. We haven't been in a bowl game in a while. And there weren't all these bowls either. Yeah. You know, everybody it wasn't getting into a bowl game because they were 500. Yeah. Um, but, but you're right. They're not going away because they're, they're making money because of the viewership. Yep. But I, I do wonder maybe five years from now, after we're into this 12-team playoff, maybe you'll see that viewership start to back off. and. Maybe this 12-team playoff turns into a 16-team playoff or something 16 else. 16 would actually be better than 12. Yeah. I mean. Um, the one thing about the playoff is I, I want as many on-campus games as possible. Right. 
Because I think uh, college football is better on campus, number one. And number two, the amount of travel that you're putting on these fans to go. Oh, you're right. The expense with the travel is yes. going to be ridiculous. Yeah, so, I mean, but I, I, I don't know. That's, that's me thinking about what's best for the regular folk and – I don't think yeah, the regular folk are considered at all. Yeah, I don't think they care. No. We'll get to our final break of hour number one. Love for you to join in here on the Thursday Drive. 382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Wow, we just came up with something brilliant there. <laughs> We might uh, as well tell them. Yeah, really. I mean, we're we're sitting here talking, and and I, I've got I've got a new pair of uh, new pair of shoes. I'm trying, and and I love them. They're the uh, the the slip in, uh, you know, that you don't have to lace up or anything. Um, tennis shoes because I love the support. I mean, it's got it's great. It's like walking on a memory foam. It, yeah. It's it's really really comfortable. But Brian was saying, yeah, the problem is. You said your right foot's a little smaller yeah. than your left foot. It could be eleven. I'm the and a half. exact yeah. opposite. I'm a twelve in my right foot and yep. eleven and a half with the left foot. Mm-hmm. Brian and I've got to go shoe shopping together. Yeah, we do from now on. I'll, you know, we'll yeah, buy we'll a pair swap. of twelves, a pair of elevens, and swap. swap I think a shoe. we have similar taste too, so it might work out. Yeah, yeah, mm. that, that that's pre- that's pretty cool. All right, All right let's uh, let's get back to the drive hotline, and John is up next. Hey, John. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, y'all were just talking about the. Uh, the playoff and the uh, experience in Nashville from the Music City Bowl and how the opt-outs and the uh, stuff like that had affected the uh, the game, uh, possibly. Um, but I was thinking that the 12-team playoff is probably going to kill off the uh, the bowl systems for the lower the lower bowls because uh, you were talking about the 82 Tangerine Bowl, or Auburn would have probably been a uh, 12-team playoff contender during that year because I think we finished the season at Nine and three, eight and three uh, in the regular season, yeah. And I mean, they were if they weren't a top twelve team, they were flirting with being you know, a top twelve team. And yeah, they they were around fifteen, uh, I believe, going into the bowl. But I don't think that uh, you know after a couple of years of having a twelve team playoff, there's going to be many much appetite for a <clears throat> watching a, a exhibition game with you know maybe next year's possible starters playing. I think that's going to wind that up, except maybe. You, you would think that, John, but the gambling money and the money that there is uh, that, that ESPN makes selling the commercial time is what keeps these bowl games going. It's not, yeah, I mean, they, yeah it's, it's they, not, it's not the fans traveling to the games. I can tell you that. It, it seems that might uh, lead to a further expansion of the of the uh, the bowl system down the road, but like you were talking about, but I don't I don't know. There's a whole lot of appetite for watching that kind of trash anymore. I mean, it was a complete waste of your money and everybody else's that went up there to watch that. Um, wasn't a complete, it, it but, wasn't it, but, but it cost it wasn't a lot. It did. On TV, so. uh, <laughs> I can so, believe that. So uh, I appreciate it. That's all I had to say, man. Appreciate it, John. Yeah, uh, you're, you're right. I mean, it, it gets tougher and tougher when you think uh, we laid out a grand or I more. Know. You know. You got to give uh, to Auburn for your seat. You got to give to NIL so they can get good players and compete. And, and then you, you have to pay for travel yeah. and the expenses there. And yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough it around is. Christmas, especially yes. around the holidays. Yes, it really is. Yes, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I I I wonder. I mean, I understand just the fans that watch games just because they're fans of the teams or fans of the game. Um, but again, as I told John. The gambling money 
I mean, there there are people that you give them; they don't care who's playing. If there's right. something something that they can watch that they can put some money on, oh yeah, that's that's what key. I think that's what keeps this thing going. All right, uh, we're just about out of time here in hour number one of the Thursday drive. We'll talk some basketball in hour number two. And speaking of talking basketball, we're going to have our weekly Tiger takes with Dylan Cardwell at the bottom of the hour. Auburn, Arkansas, that gets things started for the uh, for the Tigers and the Hogs in SEC play up in Fayetteville. We'll talk about that and more. Love for you to join in, though. Anything on your mind sports-wise, we'll uh, once again recap the uh, uh, some of the comings and goings. A huge addition in the transfer portal today in Quinshawn Judkins of Ole Miss. You wonder... Uh, What's going on there? I mean, it's got to, this has got to be monetary. I mean, it just oh, yeah. doesn't seem like it could be much else because that is a team that is loaded for next year, Brian. It is. And he's one of their key cogs. Yes, he is. And um, I'm sure that if he doesn't leave, they'll he'll get a bigger paycheck to stay. We'll see. Well, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've talked to a couple of people that said, you know, Quinshawn and others are – Seeing and hearing about, you know, Ole Miss yeah. really stepping up to uh, bring in some other players. It's yeah. uh, now that maybe it's it's time, they feel it's time for Ole Miss to step up and take care of their own. The I ones can that have been there. All right, we'll get to our top of the hour break. Hour number two coming up here on the Thursday Drive. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. <laughs> The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in to hour number two here on the uh, Thursday edition of The Drive. Hope everybody doing well. A beautiful day. Just a gorgeous day today and uh, a little cool, but, I mean, it is uh, January, so enjoy it. Boy, especially after after yesterday. It was just sort of miserable yesterday, but a nice day today. And it's uh, Bill, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com here in the uh, studio on this Thursday. Dan is uh, on a road trip with the uh, Troy women's basketball team. They've got a couple of ball games. He will be back on Monday, and uh, Brian, uh, good enough to join us today. Since we weren't on the past couple of Mondays, obviously with uh, Christmas Day and New Year- and New Year's Day, the last two Mondays. So Brian in here this afternoon, and Drew at the controls. We'd love for you to join in. Hour number two of The Drive, brought to you as usual by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And you can uh, join us by calling the Drive Hotline, presented by Skybar. That number, 334-321-1390. Or you can text us on the Drive text box, which is brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. And the uh, text number, 334-564-1840. And, of course, Southeastern Industrial Contractors, also the sponsor of our podcast. Check out podcasts which are uploaded right after the drive and 
again, you can find them anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, in hour number one, we we talked. Uh, let's see, we we talked mostly football in in the first hour. As the um, right now, you've got transfer portal recruiting and visiting going on. Auburn with a couple of uh, folks visiting campus today. One that had just left uh, this morning, Isaiah Rakes is a big defensive lineman from Texas A&M who visited Auburn and and from all indications had a pretty good visit, has canceled at least one future visit and could be making a decision pretty soon. And, And Brian, that sounds like if that is the case, that could be good news for Auburn. Being very good news and would not be surprised at some point this evening or early tomorrow. We have a some news uh, from him, some official news, so we'll see. But I think um, I think things are going well there. That's good. And as we talked in hour number one, that's at a spot where Auburn really looking for some help. Them there on the defensive front, they have another defensive lineman uh, in this weekend. I'm not looking. Let me let me look at his name, Tamawa or some Tamawa. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's it, a West Virginia transfer. Yes. Uh, and what's his last name starts with a D? I saw folks <laughs> saying, "Well, just call him TD." That, I like that, yeah. Great name for a defensive tackle. Great name for a football can, player, yeah, yeah. TD. Uh, but but uh, he is a uh, guy that played some defensive end um, and is visiting Auburn right now. Yeah. And uh, he, he's visiting Auburn along with, um, is it R.J. Delancey? The, uh, uh, from, uh, the cornerback from Toledo, yes. Right. And Rico Walker, the tight end from Maryland. Yeah, so, uh, and, and, you know, folks are wondering, well, why the sudden rush? Well, the... the Visit period for the transfer portal opened yesterday, mm-hmm. so they have this period right now through this weekend yep. that they can that they can visit. Then, then the dead period ends, and everyone, yep. the portalers and high school and junior college players, can start visiting following the coaching convention, which wraps up next week. And school starts in six more days. Which uh, right, if you're going to make a move now and get them in, you'd like to do it now. Although there's still possibility to get them in later. Uh, one update on, on, on Rakes that we've had on our site is that um, it looked like he had left earlier, but he's now come back and is extending his stay in oh, Auburn for one more That's definitely That's night. definitely not so, bad yes, news. Yes, so that is good news. <coughs> yes. Yeah, so I, well, th- that's, that's good. They've got uh, – so everybody who's been in is still here. Yes, I believe that's so. That's what it sounds like. So uh, don't let them go until, <laughs> until they're locked down. It's happened to Auburn multiple times. Oh, you're not times, kidding. So, and, I mean, you used to hear stories about that with high school right. back when coaches could be there when the players signed. Yeah. Can't do that anymore in high school, but, hey, with the transfer portal guys, yep. maybe so. Lock them up. Maybe so. Uh, hey, uh, one thing that is really good, we, we just sort of briefly touched a little bit uh, earlier on about the, the signing class that, uh, that Auburn announced back a couple of weeks ago, the really good news is most of those guys, I I guess about half of them or more, are going to be here for spring. I think it's 13 is the number. I can run through it. And this is not an official list because sometimes you don't know until – Right, until they're there, until they're out there. You find out they're enrolled. But Walker White uh, is – Right, Walker, of course, will be playing in the – Army All-America mm-hmm. game on Saturday in San Antonio. Yep, and then uh, two co- uh, two wide receivers, Bryce Kane and Cam, Cam Coleman, Coleman uh, should be in. Uh, Seth Wilfred, uh, the sophomore offensive tackle from junior college, will be in. Malik Blockton. Um, really, all of Auburn's defensive linemen are supposed to be in. Blockton. 
T.J. Uh, Lindsay. Lindsay and Amaris Williams. That's uh, really good because all Auburn, Auburn needs those guys. Linebackers are supposed to be in Riddick. Uh, Barbara Phillips were already in for a uh, bowl practice, and Waller is also supposed to be here. Yeah, in wow, that's great. That's big time right there. And then um, I think a couple of the guys in the secondary. Yeah, it? Uh, Caleb Harris. I'd heard that he was in for bowl practice, but I never saw him. But he is supposed to be in for January. Uh, Faustin, the cornerback Kinsley. from, from yeah. Florida, I believe, is supposed to be in. Uh, is it Jamal Crawford? Is uh, Jalen? Jalen Crawford. He's another defensive back. Should be in. Um, and then uh, Robinson. Uh, who's Laquan. Uh, oh, Laquan, Laquan yeah, yeah. Robinson is originally from Greenville. Yeah. yeah, the JUCO safety is also supposed to be. Yeah, on. that's at least that's at least thirteen. That may be yeah. maybe more than that. So that's that's great. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. That's I mean, fifteen actually. Yeah, and then you got the um, the I guess it's now four um, invited walk-ons. No, or the, what, the, uh, transfers. Oh yeah, I think that's all, right. All of them are supposed to be in. Also, I believe. Yeah, you have two receivers in Robert Lewis. And uh, I'm blanking on the um, the uh, the kid from Cal. Yeah, Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson uh, the, the fifth. fifth. Yeah, right. and then you got the defensive lineman Gage Keys and the linebacker Dorian Mossy. Mossy. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So that's good. That that really helps out to be able to have them. And like we were saying, I mean it 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 is very it, it's very beneficial for the players to be able to go through the spring. Yes, yes, uh, and beneficial for this team going into next year to have these guys in, and ex- especially at the receiver position uh, along the defensive line, you know, and the secondary where they need immediate help. Right. And, and again, I mean, it's uh, you would expect that, you know, anybody else Auburn adds through the transfer portal here over the next few days yes. would be able to be in as well. So so that's really good. Did you, uh, did you get a chance to watch any of the Under Armour All-America game yesterday? A little bit. It was. It was on while we were on the air, and yeah. and uh, uh, team team fire it was, struggled on yeah. the offensive line. Yeah. Oh my! That made it. Yeah. That made it really difficult Tough for Cam Coleman and Perry Thompson, yep. two big guys who make plays down the field. Quarterback didn't have a chance yeah. to be looking downfield. But Cam Coleman had an excellent uh, entire week there, and uh, you know he's already a five star. But um, most p- pundits felt like he was if not the best receiver, one of the best overall players there. And then uh, Towns Magoo uh, yes. gets the, the, the first points of the game. How about that? For, he, uh, for, for his team. Uh, Auburn is so fortunate to have him. I here. really, yeah, yeah. I, I, am, I, I was really glad that he chose Auburn. Mm. I mean, selfishly. I mean, yes. because what, what a weapon he is going to be. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised – I know there's been a lot of talk of well he could redshirt this year and then kick for. Th- I wouldn't be surprised to see him kicking off this year because that's one thing. Alex McPherson, excellent place kicker, yes, deadly accurate, but didn't get the ball in the right. end zone. I think as much as you would like these days, you'd rather not have to worry about guys, yeah. you know, uh, returning kicks. Yeah, and um, maybe he can get that role. And I believe Alex's brother went into the NFL a year early. He did. So maybe the opportunity will be there even earlier than people are thinking for Towns to be the um, field goal kicker and extra point kicker too. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, again, an excellent class that was signed early and uh, now adding trying to add transfer portal players and 
Maybe some – I wouldn't be surprised. I really think the next few days – you said this earlier. I mean, the next few days is going to be really interesting. Um, first of all, let's mention the Auburn women tonight hosting Tennessee over game. at Neville. And yep. uh, a Tennessee team coming in 7-5, and five, but they won three in a row. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, the Auburn women have won eight straight, yeah. really playing well. If they could get a win there, I mean, just to continue the role and really give them a, a, a boost – Heading, you know, as, as they get into conference play. But you've got that coming up tonight. You've got the transfer portal visits going, you know, that are going on right now. I wouldn't be surprised to see another player or two make it in before the weekend is over. Yeah. And then, absolutely. of course, and then, of course, Auburn basketball on the road at Fayetteville. Um, this is going to be a heck of a ball game, I think, Saturday. I mean, Auburn, Auburn a little underrated, I think, nationally. Uh, just making it into the top 25. I mean, you look, and, and they, they felt they should have beaten Baylor. They could not hit a shot against App State. Yeah. Those are their two losses. They're 11-2, and two, yep. and they have been dominant. I mean, they have just been uh, romping teams here lately. They really have, and I, I just feel like what they're doing with 11-man rotation, which Pearl said today that he uh, intends to continue uh, to do that uh, during conference play. He's not going to be like some coaches who cut down their – uh, rotations, um, you know, once you get into um, conference play. So I think that's good for this team. I think that's their identity. I, th- I think their ability to go out there and play at a really high uh, pace and high level and then turn it over to the next guy who comes and does the same thing uh, makes a big difference at the end of halves and at the end of games. Oh, I don't think there's any question. Well, one of the reasons that a lot of teams do that is because they're ninth, tenth guys. Sometimes they're eighth, ninth, tenth guys. There's a big drop-off yeah. when they come in. You look, and I'm not talking about the their scoring averages or things like that, but look at the plus-minus for all the players yeah. that play, and you'll see there isn't much difference. I, I think it's crazy. I think uh, I think there's one-point difference in the plus-minus between Janai Broom and Dylan Cardwell. Yeah, it's amazing. And people would think, oh, it's going to be a huge drop-off. Dylan has really stepped it up and played yes. well. But but the that entire group that comes off the bench, I, I almost feel like you ramp up the energy a little yeah. bit. Well, KD is a great when example. When you come in with, with KD and CBM and mm-hmm. and Trey Donaldson yep. and, uh, uh, and, and Dylan Chaney. and, and yep. Chaney. I mean, uh, it's been a boost, and, and you've seen a lot of times – that Auburn will go on a run when they make that because the other team has to, first of all, they're getting they're getting worn down a little bit, mm-hmm. and they've got to relax when they go, okay, well, the second bunch is in, yeah. and then Auburn picks it up a notch. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's fun. KD is having a, a, a terrific season. He's getting less minutes than he's ever gotten, but he's more playing better. Yep, and I, I just think that goes back to uh, this team's mentality and um, uh, how well they've adapted to this this you know, sort of different thing they're doing by playing 11 guys every single game regularly. It, it's crazy to see that nobody's averaging 23 minutes a game. Yeah. you got 10 guys average, but 10 players averaging between 16 and 23 minutes a game. Yep. It's, it's, it's pretty wild, and it, it works great. And um, I think that's why Pearl wants to continue doing it. And I, when I watch this team, I still see room for improvement. Oh, in no, no doubt. They still – I mean, they haven't had that game where, like, three guys really get hot. Yeah. I mean, they had a hot start the other night, and it was some different guys. But, I mean, 
Um, you know, there'll be, there'll be a player or two that has a good game. And one of the guys that you think, wow, he's really on a roll may not have a great night. Yeah. Jalen didn't have a super night right. the other night. I mean, but scoring wise. Yeah. yeah. But he'd had that's three of his last six games. He scored 20, yep. but he has, he has a night where he doesn't and Auburn still wins by 20. So that's, that's what's uh, been, been so fun about this team. It's so dangerous about them too, because they've got so many different players that can go up. Um, Chad, the other night. Uh, comes off the bench and scores 16. Yeah. And um, I, I just feel like, you know, Chad's starting to gain in confidence. You know, uh, you see it with Denver Jones. He's starting yep. to gain more confidence. You st- I still think that there's more that Cheney is going to oh, give. I, I feel like point. it too. And, and Bruce keeps talking about he's one of, if not the best athletes right. on the team. So, the, yeah, it's just, you know, he's playing with Jalen, who's obviously having uh, the best season of his career. Uh, but you just feel like there's. And he's playing good defensively, especially. But you feel like offensively, he's he's got more to give Auburn at some point this season. And uh, I, you, you look at the point guards; they're playing great. But you know they can get better, right? They they you know Trey Donaldson was a, a backup point guard for most of last season. Aiden was playing high school basketball. There's still steps they can take forward. The thing that's amazing about the two of them right now is they just don't turn it on much, not much at all. Yep. So they are going to be tested, though. Uh, Arkansas has good guards. Yes, they do. They love to play fast and fast break. They're going to put a ton of pressure on those guys. So uh, we'll see how they respond. You know, if it doesn't go well, it'll be a, a great learning experience. It won't be the end right. of the world. Right. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, don't don't be ready to go. Oh crap! It was just a just a preseason, and and uh, the S and the conference is going to be a struggle. Yeah. this is a tough way to open up yeah, at Arkansas. The, this is probably the toughest game that anybody has opening weekend. I haven't necessarily looked at the schedule, but this has got to be one of the toughest uh, first games of, of conference uh, schedule uh, that Auburn's going to Arkansas, uh, a place that um, likes to beat Auburn, and a oh, place yeah. that. Uh, uh, will be packed out and be very noisy. Well, the other one that could, the other one that is really, really interesting on Saturday: Ole Miss, unbeaten Ole Miss Rebels at thirteen and over at Knoxville. So, I mean, if if Ole Miss goes in and 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 beats Tennessee, then it's like, I mean, their schedule has been there. wasn't any question once they once they won that game a couple of weeks ago, they were going to be unbeaten heading into the in the conference schedule. But that one's the other one. We'll run down the uh, conference schedule. Um, here in just a little while. Don't forget, speaking of basketball, we're going to talk with Dylan Cardwell for Tiger Takes at the bottom of the hour. But in the meantime, after we get to our first break, we'd love for you to join in. 334-321-1390. That's the uh, Drive Hotline as we continue here with the Thursday Drive. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Thursday evening. Bill, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. And let's get to the drive hotline presented by Skybar and Matt is up next. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. Um, so... You know, I'm watching the four games, I guess, the playoff games or the final four games. Seems like everybody's got a great offensive, defensive lines, and, and that's what everybody wants. Do we have any hope that our offensive line is going to be improved next year, um, considering some guys could be leaving and the guys that may be sticking around hasn't really been, you know, world beaters so far? I do think Auburn's offensive line can be better. I absolutely do. I think um, Connor Lou is going to be um, 
I think he was already good as a true freshman, and I think he's going to be even better with a full off season of college training and and uh, working on anything. I, I think he he's potentially going to be all SEC all SEC center for Auburn at some point. Um, and then Auburn is working to try to bring in a left tackle that can start, which would allow Dylan Wade to move to his more natural position as a guard. I think they feel like he has potential to be an NFL player at mm-hmm. guard. Isaiah Miller, who started just about every game at right tackle, maybe all of them, um, they felt like uh, just from a athletic standpoint, a strength standpoint, he was off the charts. He just needed time to develop. And now that he's got a whole year under his belt, he's going to have a full offseason. Um, he can get even bigger and stronger and quicker and all those things they do. Uh, he could be a special player for Auburn next year. Um, the guard position, you know, if you move Dylan Wade to one guard, then you've got a great competition. You really do. you got Jeremiah Wright coming back with starting experience. You've got um, – I don't know if um, Tyler jo- – wait. Tyler Johnson's a tackle. You've got – I mean, Muskrat could, yeah. could play guard or tackle. M- Muskrat, You've yes. got uh, – is Tate I, back? Tate's back. I, I mean, I, I don't know a, about his injury situation yeah, as far as being I mean, a full-time starter. But uh, maybe you've got uh, you've. I mentioned uh, the Dylan Senda. Yep. The uh, the late addition from uh, from Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Um, and seems like there's yeah. somebody else that I'm leaving out. Yeah, I, you know, I, right. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah. Right has been a surprise to me. I, I I didn't know he had a year left, but yep. he seems like he's so intense when he's in there. I'm just never. He's never really been a starter, though, right? I mean, he's always been sort of one guy off the bench. He has started some, uh, but not 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 consistently. And I right. thought, Matt, I, I thought the offensive line was better overall this year than they were a year oh, yeah. ago. So uh, yeah. they they still have room to grow. But but we were talking a little earlier. I mean, Tyler Johnson's somebody they really like at uh, at tackle. Um, Brian was talking about. Uh, Drake Carter, who played mm-hmm. or who's playing in the uh, All American Bowl, he's going to be Saturday. a starting guard at some point. I mean, he's yeah. a guy they really like for no, down the road. Year, but, Favor right. Edwin is a guy they really like potential for down the road. I mean, they're 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 looking to add that left tackle to try to sort of um, carry them over while they develop some of the younger guys. Right, you never know somebody might get hurt, and oh yeah, got to have guys to fill in, but. Last question, I'll let you go. How are we looking on scholarship number-wise? I mean, scholarship's still 85, right? Yes, so, yes. Um, are we anywhere close to like, – I, I, with coming in, coming out, I have trouble keeping track of who's, who's available, who's, I, how many spots we got. Yeah, I try to do a projection with my um, uh, tra- tracking the transfer thing. Um, and this would include uh, the incoming class, which is 20 guys right now. What have now. you got right now? Because I've, I've got, I've I've got 78. That's exactly what I have, okay. 78. Yeah. Uh, I, I, keep up right. with, I keep up with that, too. So right now, that is with no more attrition. attrition. And we both think there will yes, be some attrition. Yes, I'm sure there will be yes. more attrition. So right now, Auburn has seven spots plus any uh, spot for anyone that leaves. Right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate the call, Matt. 334-321-1390. And John is next. Hey, John. Hey guys, I'll be concise. I really appreciate the uh, input Brian the input Brian gives. Just two quick questions. I'm curious if Brian would be willing to give a grade on what he thought Auburn's roster was when Hugh Freeze took over versus what it is now, maybe A to F. And secondarily, uh, Demario Tolan. I know he left. Any word on him? Any chance he may return? That's all I got. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate it, John. Interest. I've not heard one word out I of Mario, and there, there were some family issues there. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know his status as far as playing football. To be honest with you, um, 
I would probably give Auburn's roster that he inherited. I think it's the worst since '99. I'd have to go back and really compare it to uh, no. But I, a D minus. Yeah, I was going to say it's not a passing F, grade. No, it's not a passing grade. Maybe I, I don't know what I'd say F, but it's right. it's definitely it's uh, below that uh, sixty five yeah. or sixty whatever you used to get to get and, to try to get a and C. I try to put it into SEC standards, right? That, that's yeah. Now standard. I think it's a C, yes. maybe yeah. a C plus with yeah. the class that's coming in. Yeah, I still think yeah, there's there's definitely room. Room right. to improve. You stack another class on top of this. And get you into the B B's, range. And then and then, then, then you get a break or two and you can have right. a really, really, really good yeah. season. Yeah. And then you stack one more class on top yep. of this and your your staff is your coaching staff is stable and nothing. Yep. You know, like you look at Florida, they're recruiting pretty well, but then you know, now the coach is on the hot seat. Well, you're 11, class, you, you, you go 11 and 14 right. in two years and you got the right. schedule they've got coming up. Right. Uh, that doesn't bode well. Their class went from top five to top 15. 15. Yeah, real, real fast. Yep. So you've got to have it all together to keep everything together, so to speak. So this is going to be a big next 12 months for you mm-hmm. freezing his staff. In no a lot question. Of ways. Back to the uh, drive hotline presented by Skybar. Brett is next. Hey, Brett. Hey, Bill. Y'all were talking about attrition. Um, any uh, late news on guys for Auburn entering the portal or threatening to enter the portal? It's going to be re- a lot of rumors, yeah, obviously. They, they, but. And, and the deadline for, for Auburn players to enter the portal would be midnight tonight. But I thought it was tomorrow. It no, tonight? no, no. It's five days. Five days after the bowl five game. Five days after the bowl game. This is the fifth day Okay. after the bowl game. It was Saturday, so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yep, you're right. They'd have till midnight tonight to enter, but we may not know it about it until, you know, the next day. So right. it's going to be interesting. I, I would not be surprised, would not be surprised at all for there to be, you know, some more additions into the portal from Auburn. Guesses that any good players that might leave? Uh, no, I'm not going there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, that's what you're hoping it's not. But, right. I mean, so, I, yeah, it'd be really dangerous to say, oh, what about so-and-so? Right. And then it's like the, he hears about it and goes, what, do you want me to leave? I don't want to say nothing's going to happen because it could. But sure. I, at this very second, I am not expecting anything to happen bad for Auburn, but I'm not ruling it out. Okay. All right, well, yeah, I'm, you probably saw it. Y'all probably saw it too, but not on Brian's side. I just saw somebody was saying a couple of good players. Yeah, I saw some speculation. Listed. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Good deal. Y'all have a great evening. And 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 even the speculation was that they were fighting to keep them. Yeah. So I mean that that that's going on. All the right. time. There is another player that's not being mentioned right now that they had to fight to keep uh, about a week or two ago. So I mean, it this happens. Is just, this is part of that's part NIL of the craziness era. now, right. Right. and the transfer portal. Before the transfer portal, there wasn't, and the NIL, right. there wasn't nearly as much of this. Right. I mean, there were disgruntled players, yep. but they weren't sure about you know why would they transfer now they're hearing from people yep. reasons and it's not just poor little auburn that everybody's picking oh on. god There's no other schools doing it to other schools and auburn's you know it's competing uh, that's too. just that's yeah. the way it is yep. right now all right we'll get to our bottom of the hour break stick with us for the final half hour including tiger takes which is coming up when we come back here on the thursday drive 
ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Thursday evening. Time now for our weekly Tiger Take segment, brought to you by the Alsobrook Law Group. When you need legal assistance, call Zach. He's got your back. And uh, we're pleased once again to be joined by <coughs> Auburn Senior Center, Dylan Cardwell, here on the uh, Thursday edition of Tiger Takes. Dylan, it's, it's Bill and Brian Matthews from, uh, uh, from AuburnSports.com. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. How were the holidays? Uh, pretty good. I had to go home and see some family and enjoy some time with them and obviously Got to enjoy Christmas and really get some, some time away from basketball in the season, which is always nice. Yeah, I mean, it's a little unusual. I mean, you guys had over a week in between ball games, so great opportunity for you to be able to sort of uh, chill for a little bit before you came back. But it didn't look like didn't look like you guys uh, had much rust that needed to be knocked yeah. off. Oh, no, no. We've done a good job of being a very hungry and dedicated team to our craft and making sure that we – Around the game enough to reset the game enough to kind of come back, you know, not rusty. <laughs> oh, that, that, it was uh, it was very impressive uh, the other night in the in the win over Penn, uh, and man, it was one where where you guys got off to a quick start, especially from outside. Looked like Penn really wanted to to sort of uh, pack it in and and uh, protect the inside and keep keep you guys from dominating uh, on the inside game. So. So the guys come out and hit five of their first seven threes. Yeah, you know, like I said, testament to our, our guys and their, and their work and their character. Like, you know, sometimes the ball doesn't drop for us some nights, but, you know, we just stay right and stay ready and make sure we're in the gym all day, every day. And, you know, it's kind of like our hard work just paid off. Uh, well, and, and, and then Janai, I, I, believe he, I believe he had a personal uh, high the other night with, uh, uh, with three Three balls. What uh, what 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 do you say? What do you say to the big guy when he when he's hitting shots like that? Hey, keep keep going. You know, keep shooting. Get a high hand. Keep the high hand. Oh man, it's uh, uh again. Brian and I talking about this a while ago, and and we've talked about it here with you. But it it is it, it is so fun to watch the the group of you of you guys, 10, 11 players getting in there. Amazing to see. Here we are going into SEC play, and you've got 10 players averaging between 16 and 23 minutes a game, and they're just uh, – it doesn't seem to matter what the combination or who's in there. Uh, they're, they're different guys stepping stepping up to to pick things up if there, if, if there ever is a slack. Yeah, and that's just a uh, testament to BT coaching and recruiting. You know, it, it's kind of hard to play, you know, five guys – 40 minutes a game because you're not going to take plays off. But, you know, we've had the opportunity to come in here and, and play 10 guys, you know, 20, 15 minutes maybe. And we know they're, they're giving it their all. You know, I, I think it's a testament to to you guys and the, the character that there is on this team because it's tough for some – you know, it's tough sometimes to think, you know, I'm not I'm not ready to come out. I can I can stay in here and go another couple of minutes. But you're able to get in there and go 100, percent and you see it in the other teams. Talk about when when you can tell when you're out there on the court or you're sitting there and you're watching. You've got to be able to feel it a little bit with the the opponents as as you keep hitting them wave after wave 
and you know that they're starting to uh, wear down. Yeah, it's just, it's just fun seeing other team, you know, more tired than we are, and it kind of, kind of, kind of just gives us hope and allows us to you know, it gives us more motivation to kind of go harder. And because if, if if we're out there resting, we're kind of doing a disservice to not only ourselves, but to our teammates, because we know that when they're in their game, they're going to give their all for us. And, you know, it kind of just, like I said earlier, just gives us motivation to make sure that, you know, we're the most excited team to play. And, you know, when that team is tired, to make sure that, you know, we take advantage of that. Yeah. One, uh, one of the numbers that when, when you look at the, uh, the numbers of this team that I think is very impressive is the, the low amount of turnovers. Usually, if you see a team that doesn't turn it over very much, they're going to be a more methodical team. They're going to be one that uh, um, doesn't quite play at the pace you guys do. Just talk about what, what it takes for, for, for a, a team – to be as assist, I mean, the, the assist to turnover ratio is just phenomenal. The willingness yeah. to make that extra pass, but not being careless and not turning the ball over, uh, is is one of the strengths of this team. Yeah, um, it just takes a lot of maturity, really. And we don't really have a young team this year, which is exciting. But um, you know, our point guard play has been phenomenal. Um, they've been making the right reads, they've been making the right decisions, and it's just been you know, insane to see. Cause, you know, uh, the past couple of years, you know, we turned the ball over a lot. And, mm-hmm. You know, we would lose we would lose games due to our turnovers. And, you know, this year we're not really losing games to our turnovers. And that's just decided because we get more opportunity kind of to, to obviously score more points. Finally cracking the top 25 this week. Not that that's the most important thing. There's a long way to go and, and, uh, and, and an entire conference schedule to get through. But, uh, uh, at, at least starting to uh, get get a little recognition from some of the folks around the country. Yeah, I honestly don't really care about being ranked. Um, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't give us a doesn't give us a banner. It doesn't give us a ring. It doesn't really give us anything. And I just don't, I don't really care for being ranked. It's kind of nice to have that recognition and the honor of being ranked. But at the end of the day, you know, we were I've been ranked number one before, and obviously that, that didn't give us something about media attention. And yeah, it doesn't give you a banner at the end of the season. So. Um, I kind of really care less about you know the rankings. You can tell we're we're, we're, talk, <laughs> we're talking to an experienced guy that's, right. that's been uh, you know he's been around the block a couple of times. You you have been you've been to Fayetteville as uh, number one team. Yeah, that yep. is right. Last last trip to Fayetteville wasn't uh, what wasn't the, the the most memorable one. Well, I, it was pretty memorable. I mean, uh, as as they they rushed the court after after their win up there. This is a this is a wild place to go. I mean, we've talked about how great it is to be playing uh, there in front of the jungle at, at Neville Arena. Uh, well, you guys are about to go into a uh, a pretty a pretty loud and uh, rowdy rowdy place there in Fayetteville. Yeah, um, the biggest thing about that is just making sure that our, our young guys, our, our less experienced SEC road guys, are ready to play on this game. Um, you know, favor a hard place to play. It's a hard game. It's a hard game to win. I've seen people win there, and you know, just being the most excited team won't get us to. It won't guarantee us to win that night. So we have to make sure that we're on our P's and Q's and taking care of the ball and just making sure that we are doing all that we can to make sure that we're, the, you know, we're playing how we how we're meant to play. A high energy, high effort. You know, great defense, making our shots, making our free throws, and being a more disciplined team, making sure that we're not fouling. What have you seen when you uh, when you look at Arkansas on on tape? Uh, every year, man. Even though I have a bunch of different players, they just the same team, carbon copies, man. Just great athletes, and we used to make sure that you know 
we boxed out with a more physical team because these guys, you know, are all are all capable of making you know SC SC top ten highlights every night. And we're just gonna make sure that we don't we don't um, we're not undisciplined enough to make sure that we are kind of locked in on the scouting report. But obviously, they have, hey, it's like, kind of like us. They have a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. Um, they have guys that transferred in that were probably guaranteed starting spots that end up on the bench somehow, some way. And these are guys that at the previous college were probably averaging over 15 points a game, and they're coming to you know they're coming to share minutes with other 15 minutes, 15 point, 20 point per game scores. And we just to make sure that we're locked in at the end of the day. You know, you have um, Battle, who's amazing. Then you have uh, Minifield, who just got eligible, who's amazing. He can drop 25 on you. The other guy can drop 25 on you. Then you have the guy from Houston who transferred in. He can drop, he can drop 25 any night. So it's just like you don't know who you're gonna get or what's what's to come, and it's kind of just it's kind of just crazy to think about. This is a game where I, I think you you really are glad that you've built up uh, all the minutes that you have and the depth that you have because Arkansas is a team they're not gonna slow it down. They're gonna want to go, and and you guys will as well. Is this one where you have to almost uh, at times go all right, you know? Take take a bit of a breath because it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty frantic. I think up and down both ways. Yeah, um, I think it's, it's, it's gonna be one of the better games of the season for both teams and um, the historic kind of it's a as of late kind of like a historic matchup. You know, they take it serious, we take it serious. And I think ever since that, um, ever since they beat us in Storm Court, we kind of been taking that, that matchup personal. So um, it's gonna be a fast paced game, but you know, I think that both teams have the depth to kind of get over it. It it should yeah it should really be exciting I know I mean it's it's a great opportunity too I mean there's there's no uh, there's no way around it I mean um, the 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 winner here makes a statement but if you if you don't win you've got a long conference season to get through you can't get too high if you do win but you can't get too low if you don't uh, because it's it's just the first game of a long conference season yeah you know win or lose. You know, obviously, I stay present, but in the next game, with the follow up with Texas A&M, and so these are these are SECs. Like, there's no off night, and this is probably the best SEC's ever ever been. It's not because there's not a cup, single cupcake in this in this league for the first time in my time here. So, um, you know, I'm just excited to see, you know, at the end of the year, like what teams make it to March Madness and how many teams are able to make a deep tournament run. Yeah, everybody's really everybody's really excited about it. Really looking forward to it. Again, we really appreciate you spending some time with us each week here on on uh, Tiger Takes. Glad you had a good holiday. Want to wish wish you guys the uh, the best of luck on the road trip. Before we let you go, let everybody know how they can follow you there on social media. Yes, sir. You can follow me on Instagram at Carwell. You can follow me on Twitter at Next Double Underscore. All right, Dylan. Thanks a lot, man, and uh, best of luck. Yes, sir. War Eagle. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Tiger Takes proudly presented each week by the Alsobrook Law Group on the web at alsolaw.com. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Still time for you to join in here on the Thursday Drive. So far. Russell Building Supply.